Hi, and welcome to Deeper with New Life Fellowship, a weekly podcast that we look at current events and culture and see what God's Word has to say about it. Today, we're going to be talking about Holy Week, Palm Sunday between Easter, and we're going to talk about how do we handle praise and how do we handle criticism. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement and blessing in your life. Hi, and welcome to uh, Deeper with New Life Fellowship. We are here today with Matthew Markham. Say hey, hi. hey. Jeez. Ethan Weed. I almost knocked over my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be a great way to start. And I am Dane. Uh, we are all pastors here at New Life Fellowship in Logan, Utah. And uh, we are excited to be a part of this podcast today. Today, we're going to look at a question called how do we handle praise and how do we handle criticism? Mm. Uh, That's but, right. Yeah. But before we get into that, let's just uh, kind of get caught up on what you guys been doing. So last time, Matthew, we talked, uh, you had not been fishing yet. Is that still the case? <laughs> you know, I, I wish I could say I, I was fishing in between that time, but I, I wasn't. You know, so you're really not. <laughs> you're so not, not really a fisherman, fisherman are you? Huh? Fisherman. Maybe I'm just. Uh, I'm in it for the the image, right? I got the fishing hat now. <laughs> he is wearing a fishing hat right now. Hat. That's a, a huck. Huck the the huck brand. I yeah. thought it was pronounced hook. Huck. It should be hook. That would make that would make sense. I don't know. The huck. Okay. And <laughs> since this time, since you're you're the fisherman, I'm not. I'm just starting to get into fishing. Mm-hmm. But my wife is getting into fishing, and so we went and bought her a, a fishing rod. And was it those ten dollar Barbie real, poles? Like Barbie poles. Yeah. We did not get our Barbie pole. We went to Sportsman's Warehouse. <laughs> Shout out Sportsman's Warehouse. Send us that Ooh. check, Send us the baby. Interviews. Today's <laughs> podcast is brought to you by Sportsman's, Sportsman's Warehouse. Warehouse. <laughs> uh, so we got her a pole and reel and um, bait and all that stuff. And so nice. she's ready. Yeah. And so we, we are excited. Matthew can attest to this. It's not the equipment that catches the fish. It's the fisherman. Matthew has the bait caster 8,000. Oh yeah. And, uh, every time I fished with him, I was the only one that caught anything. (laughs) There is a lot of truth to that. Sometimes sometimes with like, with like a lot of things, there's a lot of user error fishing. Bait catcher 8,000. Bait, I don't know if it's eight caster bait catcher. Oh, okay. yeah, it's a type of reel bait caster. Okay, the bait caster. Nice. <laughs> really, most of the time he spends is picking out knots and tangles. <laughs> there in is his a line. lot of truth to that. There is a lot of truth. <laughs> that. If you ever learn how to bait cast, there is a lot of, especially those who are learning how to bait cast, because it'll is it a little different than like spin cast. Uh, there is a learning curve to it, and, and it takes time. So you throw a bait cast. You put, uh, I imagine, uh, like a worm or something on the end of your hook. Is that no, right? it's he uses. What do you use? Plastic? Soft a lot plastic? of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the kind of fishing I'm doing, right? I, I'll Some sometimes poppers. do worm. Um, you know, so, but it's it's I'll a bait. Like it's this not one, a spinner. It's a bait. It is. And so when you cast it, technically, bait may go in one direction. So, so the and difference your line the, goes the other direction. <laughs> yeah. So why did my bait go over there, but my line's over here? <laughs> Double direction. What, what's interesting about the bait cast? Where it makes it a little unique than like a traditional spin cast, or, or even a closed face, open face, or closed face spin cast reel, is that the bait cast is all about like the yeah it, it really like goes with the weight ratio of your bait you can customize it to like 
yeah, my bait weighs a certain amount of ounces and customize it to that certain amount of ounces. And so they are, they are a little pricier, but at the same time, there is a, you can get super accurate with it. Very accurate, very accurate reels. Um, but that doesn't mean you're guaranteed to catch fish. Either. Yeah. <laughs> so the fish doesn't come by and say, "Wow, this guy's using caster. the baitcaster 8000." I, I think like, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna nibble on. I this. like to think they do. But <laughs> like how how I thought you know taught you the fish. It's like you throw the line out and just hope there's a fish there. But yeah. people that use baitcasters, they seek out a fish and they just like right on top of its head. Yeah. Yeah. So. And the fish goes, ow, something hit me on the head. I'm yeah. going to swim in another attack. direction. <laughs> Most of the time they attack it. Right. If it's a bass, it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll attack it. Okay. Hopefully. All right. So Ethan, what have you been up to this past week? Uh, working and then more working and not putting what you preached on in practice and never resting. Not taking uh, a Sabbath. So. Wow. That's right. <laughs> but you, last Saturday, you went with the youth to Boondocks. Boondocks, yes. So what did you let guys me, do there? Let me tell you this. Um, for our youth pastors that are listening, uh, the most fun you'll ever have as a youth pastor is when you're driving a go-kart and purposely slam into your youth students to cause them to crash. And yeah, it's the funniest thing ever. And yeah, that it. we did go-karts, laser tag, uh, ate some food. Um, didn't break anything. Technically, technically didn't break anything and, uh, nobody got hurt. So that's all we can ask for. Right. <laughs> that's right. Technically break anything. Tec- yeah. We didn't, didn't technically break anything. Break anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. If that's anything, fine. they were already damaged. <laughs> so, so you just pushed it over to the edge a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe slightly. <laughs> you just completed the break. Yeah. You didn't start the break. We didn't start. We just finished. <laughs> and so this past weekend, um, we went to, Nathan went with us. We went down to Salt Lake City to the aquarium, Salt Lake City Aquarium. I don't know what it's called. Logan's. Draper Living Planet Aquarium. Living Planet Aquarium. Yeah. Shout out to them Holy too. Cow. Yeah, and so uh, Ethan's wow. in a squeaky chair, so he's switching right switching now. Switching chairs, but it was it was really cool. If you if you've never been to the Draper Aquarium, now about six months ago, I took my son Connor to Seattle, and we went to the Seattle Aquarium, which you would think, man, that's got to be awesome because the Seattle Aquarium is right there on the bay. You got the ocean coming in onto it, all the stuff. It's like and I got to say, the Draper Aquarium is 10 times better than the mm-hmm. one in Seattle. I know you're a Seattle guy. and From Seattle. Uh, from Seattle. Yeah, from, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I was super impressed with the Salt Lake. It oh, was clean. Wow. It was yeah. nice. Mm. Um, it had all the animals that you were. We went at a great a time because nice, it was nice conference aquarium. weekend and there was nobody yes. there. Yeah, it's empty. and It is a nice <laughs> aquarium. It, it, it wasn't totally. I actually thought it was busier than I anticipated. Oh, when really? Pulled up. Mm. There was like, wow, there's a lot of people here. Did so. you see the penguins there? Penguins were the oh, best. Nice. We yeah, came, we came right in as they were feeding the penguins, and so they were going crazy. Yeah, so, jumping around. That's my favorite part. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. So we went. I just got this on my Snapchat memories today, like two to five years ago. One of those times, we were at the aquarium in San Diego. That's right. 
or hmm. yeah, was it San Diego? No, it was San Francisco, uh, Long Beach, Long think, Beach, Long Beach Aquarium, and that's where we got to have a touch pool with uh, jellyfish, and so that came up, and I was like, oh, oh yeah. Jellyfish feel like nothing. It's like you're running your hand through water. I'll be yeah. honest with you. So I forgot cool. about that. That's right. Between the years of two to five years ago, that's when we were there. <laughs> Somewhere, <laughs> around there. Somewhere around there. <laughs> it's like the ride, two to five years old. <laughs> so that, that was a lot of fun. Um, I, one thing I tried to do, because they have a shark tank, and so we were in this little area uh, where the, the, the tank, the aquarium part, the goes over your head and so you have these it's like a tunnel yeah it's like a tunnel you're walking through the tunnel of the tank and so i thought oh man i got a great idea so i looked up the jaws theme song (laughs) you're such a dad i'm such a dad (laughs) (laughs) and so i'm playing it and it's so in the area where we're at even a little bit of talking echoes in that yeah couldn't hear it i had to hold the phone up to my ear (laughs) i was the only one who was getting a kick out of this hey (laughs) this is so funny i i was sitting next to him and i had no idea he was playing it until i looked down at his phone and it said jaws theme song and i was like oh my lord (laughs) (laughs) i think i'm gonna go back (laughs) he totally walked away from me Yeah, so that that was that was a lot of fun. It was good. If you live in Utah, uh, I would encourage you to go to the Draper Aquarium. That and the tickets aren't super no. pricey. I think no. they're like twenty bucks. Twenty four dollars. Twenty four dollars. Oh, wow. Yeah, not yeah. even bad. Not too bad at all. And they have some kind of strange, like tall event center. It's called the event center or something like that. I've seen that on the freeway. Some kind of weird architectural thing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even, no one knows what it is. No, even the videos don't explain. They're like, have a picnic underneath the, yeah, you look (laughs) at it. I got a picture of it. I was like, what in the world is this thing? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that on the freeway. Weird looking. It's like from space or from the sea. We don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of a mystery. (laughs) Maybe an alien. I don't know. (laughs) It's the only Draper Aquarium, please let us know what in the world <laughs> that thing is. Also, so. if you are bugged by aliens, also let us know that because yeah. then we'll have some proof. Because that's what it looks like is something built from aliens. It, it looks it some kind of like an alien fixture out there. It does, yeah. And you, you got to kind of think like, they paid money for that? <laughs> yes. To have that built? Have you seen the lights? The light show was... All right. <laughs> we're going to lose our endorsement, guys. <laughs> the Draper Aquarium's not endorsing no, we're, us. No, they're Sportsman. not endorsing us. Sportsman's Warehouse is That's endorsing right. us. <laughs> but, uh, all right, hey, so let's get into this because we are entering what we what is known across the world is Holy Week. Uh, that is the week between Palm Sunday and Easter. Palm Sunday mm. is this coming Sunday, which is... Uh, April 10th and uh, you look at that week between where Jesus rides in to Jerusalem on a colt and uh, they lay the palm branches down and they lay the the cloaks down and they they say Hosanna Hosanna blesses he who comes in the name of the Lord and they're they're welcoming the king into Jerusalem and then uh, so it's all this praise it's this kind of this worship to Jesus. It's at the height of his popularity. You have just probably weeks before this where 
he has uh, raised Lazarus from the dead. Mm. And so uh, he's got thousands of people following him, listening at its every word and wanting to see another miracle mm-hmm. of what is taking place. Yeah. And so you have all this praise given to him. And then uh, just not even uh, seven days, about five days later, uh, the crowd is now, he, Jesus is now arrested. Uh, crowd yeah. is now screaming, crucify him, crucify him. We don't know if the, give us were, Barabbas. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know if it's the same people. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I imagine there were some who were yeah. some who were laying their, uh, cloaks down and palm branches down, welcoming Jesus as King. Yeah. And, the, and now five days later, they're saying crucify him, crucify him. Yeah. Probably because Jesus didn't live up to their expectations of overthrowing the Roman government. Mm -hmm. Instead, he overthrew tables and money changers in the (laughs) temple. Yeah, Uh, that's true. (laughs) So, hey, that's not who you're supposed to overthrow. (laughs) Uh, And so it's interesting to see Jesus went from praise to criticism in a matter of days. Mm -hmm. And as leaders, if you're a leader out there, and I think everybody's a leader at one capacity or another, Mm -hmm. uh, you lead somehow, somewhere, you're leading something. Even if you Mm -hmm. uh, have an entry-level job, you may be leading somewhere else. You know, So we're all leaders at one level or another. And we all face praise, and we all face criticism. Yeah. And so... The question today is centered around how do we handle praise when it comes our way? And then how do we handle criticism? And so my first question to you guys today is when was, uh, when was there a time in your life when you received some praise? Who was it from? What was it for? And why did it mean so much or did it mean so much to you? Mm -hmm. Why or not? You think you want to take this first? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have just in general, my personality, I have a hard time receiving praise. And so, uh, it might take me a minute to think of a time. Cause I try to push that out of my mind, like as a memory, like, oh, I'm so glad I did this. Cause I received praise for, you know, whatever, uh, because I just find I don't know. For me, I tend to get big headed. And so if I get, if I hold on to praise too long, I'll, I'll start to swell up Mm. (laughs) in my, in the best words that I can figure out. Um, I don't know, Matthew, what, what do you think? And I'll, I'll think of a time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, one thing that comes to my mind with that question is I've had times where I've, I've preached, you know, here at the church and, and somebody will come up after me and, Hey, that was such a, a great or encouraging message, right? I needed to, to hear that. Uh, I remember preaching once and just, uh, yeah, somebody came up after me and, and they said some really, really encouraging things to me. And it meant a lot to me, uh, when they said it, um, and, and it's, and I can absolutely relate to that, Ethan. I've had moments yeah. where it's like, you, you almost feel a little awkward. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, um, uh, uh, wow. You know, thank you yeah. so much for, for saying that. And, and this, I remember this one time it was this specific lady from the church. She was just, uh, Hey, that really meant a lot to me. That was yeah. a great message. You know, God's really using you or, you know, I can't remember exactly, which is kind of a, you know, a, a miracle. And, wow, wow, yeah. God used my message. Um, and you know, and it just meant a lot to me. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I really appreciate that, you know, uh, hearing that. Um, 
and, and absolutely, Ethan, yeah. I, I can absolutely relate to you. when you hear something like that, there, there ought to be, I think there ought to be in a, a the Christian's mind, uh, any Christian, whether you're a pastor or not, it's like, man, I want to, I want to give glory to God for that yeah, in one hand. And, for sure. And at the same hand, I don't think there's anything like intrinsically wrong with, with receiving some, some compliments or praise, right? Yeah. We, we, you know, that there is a part of that where it can become big headedness or like, yeah. wow, you know, if you're taking this, this, uh, I heard, I heard a, a, a pastor friend of mine say this once when I was in Bible college, he said, um, don't believe every praise you hear. And I thought oh, that was a really yeah. good point. It's like, if somebody comes up to you, that was the best message I've ever heard. Yeah. That's probably not true for yeah. one. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe, but maybe. Uh, more than likely, it's probably not true. You're, you didn't let him finish. You're the only the message best ever. message I've ever heard in the last hour. In the yes, last hour. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But I just think even going along with that story, uh, you know, in the Bible, this, this Holy Week, Jesus is coming. How much is that like people? That's, that's what people do. And it, it, it seems so often. How often do we do that? It's one second we're praising God. The next second we're, we're praising Jesus. The next, uh, next day sometimes it's like, oh, you know, Jesus didn't give me everything I wanted and we become critical and we, we mm. get a, a heap on criticism, right? I just think that's so for sure. reflective of human nature in so many different ways. Yeah, for sure. Hey. So we just had this guest come into our Michael Popino. We have a sign outside that says, <laughs> please do not enter. We are recording. And um, Michael Popino walks into the room. Um, but... Michael, Michael's here to observe, not to talk. Uh, and the only reason for that, he doesn't have a microphone. <laughs> hey, Michael. <laughs> How's my possibility? I don't know if anybody heard that, but... Uh, We're just so, trying to film a podcast here. That's all right, though. <laughs> so, uh, I agree with you, uh, Matthew, that, you know, d the praise you just, it's kind of you you want it but you kind of want to also reflect it yeah uh, yes. to god and um it's like it's, a weird balance yeah yeah so yeah. what what do you do like in this in this sense with you know you you're looking you're kind of looking for that pat on the back that you did a good job mm -hmm. and are you okay with when no one gives you that pat on the back are you okay with okay i i I did it go well? Did it not go well? Or, yeah. Uh, are you doing it to get the bat on the back or not? You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, I think as humans, you know, our nature is we want to be recognized uh, for something that we do. And even if we don't like to admit it, we all do. And it'll build up and you're going to be like, well, you know, you hear somebody else getting praise for something similar to you. And you're like, well, I've been doing that for, this many years and nobody's ever recognized me for it. And you know, it's just, it comes with jealousy and envy and stuff like that, but it's not like we'll, we won't outright say, I want somebody to recognize me for helping this old lady cross the street or giving out our blessing bags to 10 people. And you know, and the other person only gave it out to three, you know, or whatever. It's just, yeah. I guess it's because there's sin in the world and there's jealousy and there's envy. We crave recognition. Yeah. And so. 
and, and there's even a part of us that, that wants to be validated. Yeah. Too, right. For you know, sure. It's, it's, you know, I want to be appreciated. I think that's a part of a part of human nature mm-hmm. as well. Right. Is, um, yeah. So often we, we do want to be validated. Yeah. We do want to be appreciated and let, uh, and have other people tell us, you know, Hey, I appreciate you. or like that. Or, well, not just that, good, but right? I bet you every Christian's waiting for God to say, well done, my good and faithful yeah, servant, amen. you know, Absolutely. like yeah. that's, the, that's Absolutely. one of the things that we look forward to when we get up into heaven. So, yeah. so, so going back to as we, as leaders, you know, uh, are going to receive praise at some time in our lives. But what you're saying here is too, is if you're leading somebody, it's important to validate them. It's important yeah. to, yes. to bring encouragement to somebody to, cause we, we all, we all like it. We all like mm-hmm. it when we, somebody recognizes that we've done a good job. Uh, we all like it when, uh, you know, Matthew preaches a good sermon mm-hmm. once no, in his life. We years, all, maybe. we all benefit from it, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, but to, to have somebody say, you know, I really appreciated what you did in, uh, in recognizing somebody's efforts and giving them validation, giving them praise for what they've done, I think goes a long ways because then people, I think, will, man, feel motivated to do even better the next time mm-hmm. or do it again. If you're not being encouraged and validated in your work, yeah. then you're not going to, I mean, well, no one knows, so I'm not going to do anything. No one yeah. really cares, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to do a good job. Yeah. And so... Um, I and think then, that comes with yeah. the price of being a leader you want to be a leader um part of it is encouraging people that follow you as a leader and because that's what gains followings you know jesus he encouraged all of his disciples all the time you know i mean he sometimes they're stern encouragements sometimes they're criticisms but it's like he was constantly constantly encouraging people you read paul his letter to romans he starts off with an encouragement. Every letter he wrote to a church, he pretty much starts with an encouragement and then moves into a Christian. It just comes as being a leader is you are, that's like part of the things you have to encourage it. And it comes when you're in that leader aspect, you see it and it's not like, Oh, I have to go and encourage my followers. No, it's, I get to, I get to see these people grow. I get to see these people work and move and do, you know, just as I am doing. And that's awesome. And that's, you know, brings you joy. And so positive reinforcement certainly seems to be a better motivator than negative reinforcement. Oh yeah. If you're going to positively motivate somebody, uh, I think, I think you're going to see them take a lot more passion in what they do as well. You know, if you're, if you have a team, if you're a leader and you have a team, um, you know, if you're constantly uh, critiquing them and and griping about how horrible they are in certain ways, um, I think you're going to have a very effective team. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're probably going to lose your team pretty soon. But if you're positively reinforcing them and saying, Hey, you're doing a, a great, and yeah, you can absolutely, I think there's a misconception. You can, there, there is constructive criticism too. Mm-hmm. You don't constantly, you know, you can absolutely critique as well. At the same time, if you're a leader that, that, that is almost a people pleaser kind of thing, yeah. you know, you're, you're not going to have a very effective team in that way too. That's you know, true. you can absolutely, but it's almost like when you critique somebody, it, it's got to be this, man, I want to encourage you at the same time. I think you can uh, encouragely critique people. I, I think yeah. that's a thing, right? You can Positive critique people cre- in a way. What's the right word for it? Positive creek. I don't know. <laughs> Positive critiquing. 
<laughs> Let me positively critique that. <laughs> you said that wrong. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I it's know. beneficial critiquing. Beneficial. What would be the best way to put it? But absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, you know, we have a little puppy and we take our, we're in puppy training classes. Yeah. And, um, the, the whole training is treat, treat training mm-hmm. is when they do something right, you give them a treat, but if they don't do something right, you, they don't get a treat. Yeah. Uh, so, so what you're saying is <laughs> Matthew, that, um, we need to treat people. It's yes. Really we need, we, people need we, to get, and treats. you need to, to go around yourself. with little things in our pocket that are Good little job. treats and say, here you go. Ethan, <laughs> me and Ethan do that to each other all the time. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Here's a French fry. It's been in my car for three weeks, but <laughs> it's a treat for you. There's, there's a little, little treat for you. <laughs> well, how do you, because Ethan, you said at the beginning of this is that you don't want, to, you know, to, things to go to your head mm-hmm. uh, when you receive praise. You don't want to, uh, what you call it, becoming inflated or. In, yeah, inflated. Don't want to get a big head. Big head, those kind of things. So how do, how do you receive praise without that? So Matthew, uh, say you preached on a Sunday and, and you walk off the stage and somebody comes up and says, Matthew, that was the best sermon I've ever heard. And, uh, you really encouraged me and you, you, it produces those things within you that you're getting all excited. The dopamine, the dopamine, (laughs) you know, but you also don't want to become prideful and big headed. So what do you do? What do you do? I wish. I wish I could say that I was, I was great at that. I wish I could say every Sunday, I, I'm just the most humble guy, right? yeah. which sounds prideful in itself. It's like Moses in the Bible. I'm the most humble man. You know, I, I wish I could say that, but I, I certainly can't say that. I, I, yeah, I have had absolutely had those moments where, wow, you know, I, that's absolutely like, true. Maybe I, I did have, do a good job. I did do it, you know, and, the, and I absolutely, I actually think, you know, um, I actually think you, you can accept, um, uh, what's the right word? You can accept encouragement. You can accept uh, to a degree of, of praise, you know, so long. And this is kind of my thought process. So long as you recognize that, Hey, it's ultimately God working through me and not mm-hmm. simply me. Right. For I think sure. that's what is the halt. Uh, that's what halts pride, right? Is this isn't, this isn't just me and my natural ability, which sounds so silly to say, uh, to say, uh, this is, this is God working through me and in me, right? I could not do this as a pastor, as a preacher, I could not do this without the Lord working in me and through me. And I'm glad uh, that God was able to use this message to encourage. It could have been somebody else's message, yeah. right? It doesn't, it doesn't, if I recognize it doesn't have to be my message, right? This is the message that the Lord needed. I'm thankful uh, that God used me uh, to deliver this message, but it, it could have been from somebody else as well. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, having this, an attitude of receiving the, you know, they, they're meaning, meaning it as a compliment. So you say, thank you for a nice mm-hmm. compliment. And I thank the Lord that he was able to speak yes. to you through me mm-hmm. and, um, those kind of things. And whether you are pastor or if you work in as a mechanic you know and you fix somebody's car well thank you i'm so glad that god used me to bless you yeah. you know mm-hmm. and and uh just For sure. like you're saying yeah. uh, passing the the praise and glory onto absolutely onto god so so we were at the beginning of the week with jesus receiving the the praise and worship and now towards the end of the week uh people are crying out crucify him crucify him and so not that that was criticism. I don't want to say that was criticism. That was <laughs> crucify outright, him. That was all outright evil. Yeah, uh, what was taking place there? Yeah. Uh, but 
with being a leader and, and just being a human being, there's going to be times where we receive criticism. There'll be times where people don't agree with how you're doing things, why you're doing things. Uh, there'll be people who criticize how you do it. There'll be, um, people who criticize, um, everything about what you do sometimes. There's, um, and so why, why is some, why is criticism so hard to receive? Um, because again, with, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just for me. I have this view of like, oh, my idea is a great idea. And I think it, you know, it's a prideful thing of this is going to be a great idea. So if anybody criticizes me for it, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, this is the best idea I've ever had. And you're here saying it's a bad idea. Like, you know, Mm. making a flamethrower for for a uh, (laughs) illustration for, you know, preaching about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I had the idea of, oh, what if I did a giant circle with like, lighter fluid and saying, had kids on, sit in the I middle was on board of it for and, this idea so. <laughs> you know and then you know the wonderful staff that we have here at new life said that <laughs> is not a good idea and you know it's like what i think that's going to be a great idea it's going to get the point across they're in the fire you know um but it's true you know you it's a prideful thing sometimes you guys don't have the best ideas i know i always have great <laughs> ideas but Sometimes everybody else doesn't have great ideas, <laughs> but that's why I feel like it's hard to receive criticism. You feel like the criticism is an attack upon you personally. Yeah. And so, but there are times I've grown to be like, yeah, you're right. That's not a good idea. It may take me a minute. If somebody comes up and gives me criticism, I have to decipher whether it's like an emotional criticism or constructive, like, Hey, like how you did this, but maybe do this a different way next time or whatever, then I'll take it and take it as a personal thing and write it down and keep that as something so I can, you know, grow, move and grow because that's what we do as humans is we grow. And so I think that's true. I think when somebody comes up to, to offer you critique, about something you have done. Mm-hmm. I think part of the first thing to ask is consider the source. Mm-hmm. You know, does this person know you? Mm-hmm. Does, does this person have your best interest, interest in mind? Yeah. Uh, you know, do they really care about you? Or is this person just a stranger to you in a sense, or maybe mm-hmm. even just an occasional acquaintance who is just wanting to be heard, you know, yeah. or to share their frustration. So I think considering the source is is an important aspect of receiving criticism criticism yeah and the second thing is is to uh all right i'm going to take this to the lord in prayer mm-hmm. uh you you've said this i you're a person who cares about me you're a person who came to me w- with my best interest in mind and my and you came with the right heart so now yeah. i'm going to take this to this matter in prayer and um, make sure my attitude, my spirit is correct in receiving what you have said. Mm-hmm. And then also, I think in, you know, some of the criticism may be valid and sometimes it's not valid. And there's an old saying that says there's always a grain of truth in criticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look for kind of separate the, the truth from the lie, you know, the truth from I shouldn't say lie 
truth from the emotional response because a lot of times people speaking out of emotions yeah and they're not really they're not they don't have the full stories but is there a grain of truth that there's something in here that yeah that that i was wrong there i need to change i need to hear this i need mm-hmm. to receive this yeah. yes. in my life um what, what do you guys think no i for sure I don't know, Matthew, I've been talking a lot here. Why don't you take, yeah, take no, the floor? Good, good stuff. I, I think, um, and I, I love that you just mentioned prayer. I, I think in uh, in any form of criticism, you ought to go to the Lord in prayer, right? I, I think that's so important. Um, another thing I, I think, there's something, one reason I think criticism affects us so much is it's hard for us as people to distinguish between, are they critiquing my ideas or are they critiquing ourselves, right? So often we mm. take criticism on a personal level and we make it, this is, this is an attack against my identity. And maybe it is, I mean, you know, like you said, depends on the source, right? Maybe somebody is attacking your identity. Oftentimes, depending on the source, oftentimes it's uh, maybe just an attack on uh, that idea or that way you did something or that part of uh, um, the way you did something, right? And there is legitimate, and I like how you mentioned, there is legitimate uh, and illegitimate criticism. you know, one thought is uh, when experiencing criticism, legitimate criticism is, or any criticism really, is be objective. Attempt, you know, it's hard. We can't always be perfectly objective, but man, take yourself, uh, take a step back from the situation and be like, all right, is this a fair criticism? Looking at your actions uh, and hearing what their criticism is, is this is this fair? Does this make sense? Do, mm. Does this, in what they're saying, like you mentioned, do they have the best interests at heart? Uh, is this a fair criticism that they're making? You know, and, and I think that'll help is attempt to be objective. Take your emotions, take your, uh, as in the best way possible, take your feelings out of it and say, all right, let's, let's look at this criticism. Maybe, maybe even the, the harshest, harshest kind of criticism, the most emotional mm. kind of criticism. I think we, to the best of our ability, and I think it takes prayer. I think it takes the Holy Spirit. I'm going to attempt to take myself out of this and say, all right, if, if I were in this other person's shoes, would I critique that about, yeah. about this thing? Right. For specific sure. situation. So that, that would be part of my advice is just attempt to be as objective as you possibly can. I think, I think that goes along with, with giving criticism to somebody that yeah. you, you're objective that, because a lot of times we, we are quick to criticize without knowing all the facts, yeah. knowing the whole situation. And we, we are quick to criticize when we're emotional. And so sometimes we need to take a day uh, to think things through, to calm our hearts down, to make sure that we come and bring critique to a person, um, correction mm-hmm. to a person or whatever, uh, with the right attitude, with the right spirit, that like prayer, praying about it. Okay, God, help yeah. me to say the right words. I want to have the right attitude, right spirit here yeah. of bringing um, there's something wrong here, so I need to address what's wrong yeah. and and bring that to some. So prayer is at the heart of all of this, I believe, that we really need to be yeah. prayerful and giving it and prayerful and uh, receiving it. That's true. So I, I, I would agree. Prayer is at the heart of a lot of things, though. Yeah. And it brings everybody. I think that's the best way to be objective is to pray. Yeah, because it takes you out of everything is about you, and brings it into you're talking to God, where yeah. 
God is the center of everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And so love what the word says. Don't, don't think, uh, you know, in, in terms of talking about being conceited, even when you receive praise or, you know, don't think too highly of yourself. Scripture says, don't think too, uh, you let everyone think properly about themselves. Right, have a right uh, understanding. Of, don't think too low of yourself. Don't think too high of yourself uh, when receiving uh, criticism. Mm-hmm. One one thing is when we we tend to react when we are criticized or we are corrected. A lot of times yeah. we we get in a defensive posture and um, we we respond um, out of emotion or we respond out of a defensive mindset. Uh, sometimes the best way to handle criticism is just be quiet. Yeah, that is 100% true. <laughs> I, I love what Proverbs says. Proverbs seventeen twenty eight says, even fools are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongues. And I, I love that because, man, that's my verse right there because I'm a fool <laughs> many times. And I can look so wise yeah. just by yes. being quiet. And so even fools are that, thought wise when uh, they keep silent and discerning if they hold tongues. And then Job 13.5 says, if only you would remain silent, for mm-hmm. that would be your wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so there's that comes with giving and receiving criticism, right? Yeah. Is, is, is making sure my heart is right. Is it the right time to give the criticism? Is it the right time? It's the right setting to say, hey, this I, I want to help you in this. Yeah. Or should I remain quiet? Is it the right time to respond to critique? Or should I remain quiet? Yeah. You know? Um, if if in doubt, remain quiet. Yeah. I, I love um I love that. I remember uh it, you know, and hopefully I'm okay to say this, but I remember a while back you mentioning in terms of using social media, kind of applying a, you, you apply a pastor and you apply a similar rule to that is I'm not going to post or comment this, uh, you know, thing, unless I really, really think about it. You know, should I really post this? Should I, should I really speak right yeah. on this specific matter? Uh, uh, so I love that. I love that idea, right? Even in terms of using social media, should I really make a post uh, critiquing this guy's pol- political position or something like that? Yeah. I think that's, that's so important in, in all our speaking and uh, whatever it is in social media, whatever it may be. Yeah. I, love I this is the first time I've heard this verse Proverbs. 1728 and it's funny because since i was like 15 i live by the rules uh the saying you know better to remain silent and be thought of as a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt you know (laughs) 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 and so uh i think that's so cool that they have it in the bible and i've been living by that so (laughs) yeah every every original thought really comes from the bible yeah Yeah. it's true yeah amen absolutely (laughs) i love uh it just reminds me both of these verses of james 119 which just says you know let every person be slow to speak and slow to anger and i i can't think of i heard somebody say once uh, that verse is so contrary to our culture. There's mm. such a, I got to speak up now. I got to say something. And there's so, so much wisdom in the idea that, you know what? I, I don't need to speak up now. I'm not going to speak mm-hmm. up now. I'm going to keep my mouth shut, not to, to prove myself a fool. Right? Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's, there's just so much truth to that idea. And what's going to, what's going to, the, the golden line is to be restore relationship and help relationships. So, you know, we, we are to love God and love others. And mm-hmm. so in, in my critique of someone, 
Am I loving them? Mm. And yeah. in my response to somebody's re- critique, am I loving them? Yeah. And, and that, that is so important. And so that pausing of being quiet causes you to go back to God in prayer and to say, all right, Lord, let me respond. Let me say mm-hmm. something that is loving and honoring to you. Yeah. So it's not me speaking. It's not my spirit speaking, but the Holy Spirit speaking. Yeah. Yeah. In, for sure. In my Absolutely. life. And that's, that's even, um, you know, that verse says slow to, slow to speak, James 119, slow to speak, but quick to listen. You know, mm. it's not just a slow to speak, but it's, a, I'm going to be quick to listen, which I think is such a, uh, an awesome way to put that. I'm going to be quick. Yeah. To and that goes to, is there something truthful here? Yeah. yeah absolutely. That's the quick, that if you're going to be defensive, if <laughs> yeah. you're getting yeah. defensive, then you're not quick to listen. No. You're just getting, yep. not at all. You're just thinking of what you're going to say. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely. not listening to what they're saying. You're just like, here's how I'm going to respond. Yeah. And, um, so yeah. Uh, what a week for Jesus in his Ooh. life going from a place of, Mm-hmm. Uh, on Hosanna, top of the world, Hosanna, <laughs> yeah. on top of the, world. Yeah. the king is coming the messiah is coming into the world to then at the end of the week underneath uh, the world <laughs> yeah wow. uh, crucify him crucify him that's so crazy. and i love his response uh while think of it while he's on the cross taking the sin of mankind mm-hmm. upon himself he looks down and he sees them reviling him saying he saved himself. He can't, or he saved others, but can't save himself. Mm-hmm. He sees the soldiers down there, um, gambling over his own garments. Wow. And, um, sees all what's going on. And what does he say? Father, forgive them. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And, um, wow, that's, that's where we are. We need to come to in the point of where people just come at you and attack you and maybe unjustly criticizing you mm. coming back to that point. What Jesus said, father, forgive them. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. don't know the whole thing. They don't know what's going on. They don't know how, the whole truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, father, forgive them for their not. They don't know what they're doing yeah. and having that spirit. So you don't hold bitterness in your heart towards mm. them and, and um, hatred towards That's someone true. because mm-hmm. they've criticized you. So with praise, man, um, be thankful and be encouraged by it, but reflect it back to, to God be the glory. Mm-hmm. Say God's giving me the ability. And then with criticism, look at it and say, okay, God, um, what are you trying to say? What can I learn? What can I do through this? So any closing thoughts, guys? With so what you're saying with everything, just take it back to God. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good. There that's you a, go. That's a, wow, nugget of truth. This. <laughs> so to bring this podcast into one sentence, <laughs> bring it all to God. All glory to God. Yeah. So, well, thank you guys for tuning in today to Deeper with New Life Fellowship. How do we handle praise and how do we handle criticism? Uh, we hope that this is a blessing and encouragement to your life. If you are part of New Life Fellowship, um, we want to remind you that this Sunday, April 10th, we have a Palm Sunday service where we're having one service, mm. not two services. We normally have two, but one service at one time, 10 a.m. this Sunday, family service. We hope all, all of you can be with us uh, this coming Sunday. If not, you can watch online or wherever you're at. Be sure you go to church this Sunday. All right. 
Take care, everybody. Have a great, great week.